Hi, I'm Carrie Hines. Welcome to our Hair Radio podcast series that features special interviews and segments from the Hair Radio Morning Show, Salon TV Network, along with original exclusive content right here and across 10 other top podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Contact us about advertising your products or services or being interviewed at 347-587-3213 or visit us on the internet at hairradio.com. Now sit back and enjoy your Hair Radio podcast presentation. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. Thank you. Because we have had our guest, our very special guest today. She's going to help us too. She's our guest co-host. So this is our first uh, official guest co-host since you've joined us, Miss B. I am bringing yes, to is. the line the UBC TV CEO, the one and only Miss Peggy Dotson. Good morning, Peggy, and welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, Miss B. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yes. Well, you're you're just wonderful. Wonderful energy. I love it. I love Mm. it. Thank you. Well, let me tell you how. Right? Such a pleasure to have you guys on together with me this morning as we broadcast live on this Wednesday morning. Um, Here in New York, Peggy and I are both in New York. Uh, Peggy, uh, now you are the UBC TV CEO, and you've got a lot to share today. We're going to get all into that. So uh, it's going to be quite an amazing broadcast, and I'm really happy about that. I'm going to share some uh, things online on our Facebook so we can get some folks uh, chiming on in. But in the meanwhile, please lead on in with telling the fans. Most of the folks, they know who you are. All I have to do is say Peggy Dotson is going to be on the show. I no longer have to <laughs> mm-hmm. say CEO, UBC, da-da-da-da-da, because they know your name. <laughs> so uh, that was just awesome. I was very pleased to see that, and they were sharing all of that information out there. So, uh, Peggy, for those you again who might have been under a rock over the last five years or so uh what can you tell uh what can you tell our listeners about ubc tv well ubc tv is urban broadcasting company uh i built this company from the ground up i'm still independent to this day uh i wanted to create a multi-level multi-faceted a media company that could broadcast on multiple levels, like um, from the Android phone, iOS, to streaming, to TV, to wherever, honey, even to the billboards on Times Square. And I wanted to change the narrative about who we are as a people because we have been misrepresented like so much. And the, like the story before we were talking about Miss Morrow, our story has been told by many others. It is not being told by us. The stories that are being told still today, we are underrepresented represented in media. Um, you know, we still have the reality shows that have gone to, you know, women in medicine, but you're still fighting. You know, still having fight, cat fights. 
we have to change our narrative, and that's why I wanted that I, I wanted to do. And I got, and I said, you know, Oprah said, always be the change that you want to see in the world. And Michael Jackson said, man in the mirror. So the change mm. starts with each and every one of us. So if I'm going to complain, then I got to do something about it. I'm from the south. I'm from down south. So I'm we're, we not to take anything from people up north, but you know, we, I'm, my ancestors, we, we do stuff. And we don't just talk about it. So I started the journey, and I didn't know it was that hard. I just said, I want to make a change. So that's what UBC TV is all about. It's about original urban lifestyle programming distributed over multiple platforms uh, globally. So we, we're a global company, but we have a local cultural feel. And it's not just about black folks. It's about the diaspora So uh, because we're all in this together. So that, in a nutshell, that's that's what it's all about. I'm I'm very excited about the about the near future of what what's happening with us. So it, it's good, good stuff. Well, I have to say, mm. and uh, just in watching and listening to uh, the great Cheryl Morrow whole interview, I preceded uh, your appearance today, and we just, you know, I love to have a show where we have, of course, the amazing Miss B on, and she's an entrepreneur in radio. Uh, expert in her own right, but then in addition to that, to being able to welcome folks like uh, Cheryl Morrow, who is the daughter of the great Willie Morrow, out in California, mm-hmm. there in San Diego, but I've known uh, Cheryl here in New York. Uh, we go back decades, just like uh, you, Peggy Dodson, <laughs> you know, and I have yeah. to let folks know, yes, I've known Peggy for many, many years, and um, and just have always been a such a baby. An, since you were a baby, there you go. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We really have. We go back. And what I have always loved, Peggy was always doing TV, and I had always done radio. And we just got along famously, and, had, and that has never changed. And I have to just say it's a pleasure and an honor. And so uh, to connect again uh, in recent mm-hmm. years, we were both, Miss B, we were doing an interview with the amazing, and this is going to make its way into my book, but the Reverend Jesse Jackson. And uh, I remember that interview so well, and he was like, what's hair radio? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> he really did say those words. I kid you not. You know, oh, he so did. Oh, I he remember did. that. Yes, he absolutely did. So, Peggy Dodson, thank you so much for telling us all about the UBC TV network. We just love it. I love seeing women of, of power and just doing things and out there making such a difference in the world. Now, we've got you for a little bit this morning, as I mentioned in the uh, lead-in. We're going to do a little bit of a – we got you, like, to help us guest co-host and all of that this morning. And I think my, um, my big question is, today you've come back to the Hair Radio Morning Show, and we're always happy to see you, but I think – it's about financial literacy for me and for so many of our listeners. And things are, you know, there are big things that are happening right now in the world. Um, why is it mm-hmm. so important? Tell us a little bit about your platform and your connection with financial literacy and all of that today on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Well, one of the things that's most important to me, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, my mom and dad, but just to, you know, yes. preface that. And um, so it's always been about structure in that sense. But uh, especially now with COVID, COVID hitting us. I mean, we've always been 
you know, if if anyone doesn't know, um, between New York and Atlanta, that's three hundred billion dollars worth of buying power, just just African Americans. And our total um, uh, buying power is, I think, four point seven trillion dollars. We're the eighth or sixth largest economy in the world. These are facts that that's been documented by Nielsen, and um, but yet we still are behind in the equity of understanding financial uh, uh, spreadsheet data, uh, just the world of money. And that has been an issue with us. And we have been last on the totem pole as far as starting, you know, when we start businesses, it's hard to get, it's hard to get financing. So, we've, you know, that's been the, the, the big issue. It's a big issue with, with most startups. So what is happening is that I call it COVID blessings. Um, within COVID and then within the injustice and things that have been happening, whether you're whatever side you're on, it has kind of awakened people's, um, I don't know if it's guilt or what have you, but uh, there's a movement now to help people, to help black folks to help and people of color to start businesses. And uh, since a lot of people have been laid off, you know, Carrie, a lot of people are never going back to work again. And Ms. B, a lot of people are not going back to work again, you know, because they mm-hmm. felt, right. you know, they said, well, I'm off and I'm not working. I like this. I have more time to spend with my family. I have more time to spend with myself. And people are beginning to see themselves better. And they said, you know what, I need to start, a, I need to start something else. I need to, you know, I'm not going back to my job, so let me work from home. Or let me do something mm-hmm. else. And that's um, right. so th- that's a new type of revolution that's happening. So it's interesting. Um, there are more small businesses starting now than ever before in the, in the wake of all the unemployment. Mm. Because people are, people are saying, I'm going to make my own way now. I'm not going to depend on all these companies that are going out of business. You know, And uh, so um, there's been an opening up of funding. Uh, I'm a part of a company. It's called IIMFL, and it's the it, it it they help minorities. It's a 501c3, and um, and I, I I've always loved business, so I created had a business show several several years ago, and I have something. It was called Economic Empowerment, and we're we're going to slowly bring that back. But I have created UBC Small Business Network, so I wanted to create a channel that addressed small business. From our perspective, because we don't have that, we have we have uh, Fox Business News, we have all the high level business news that goes over our heads, and and with that we need the literacy. So what is happening in a nutshell is that uh, this company and I have formed a strategic partnership, and it's called Smart Money Alliance, and the, and the IIMFL is a division uh, to help minorities with funding, and uh, so now we are not only give free financial literacy for consumers from pre-K on up to adults and small business financial literacy. Uh, we have a, a class. You, we have a class. It's a four-week class, it's, and it's free. It teaches you how to put your business plan together. And, w- and in addition to that, it's called Access to Capital. So we fund pre-startups. Um, if you have an idea, uh, we fund that. This company knows how to qualify and get people funded. This is what they do for 15 years. And um, 
So if you're a pre-startup, a startup, or an existing business that needs money, like right now we have, I have some restaurants in Brooklyn that need expansion money or they need money. This is not PPP money or anything like that. And we do real estate. We do all types of funding from venture capital to equity wow. or debt or what have you. And we help you pull your business plan together. And uh, with a wonderful link, you have a mentor that helps you to implement every week from your course, from your course. And uh, no matter what kind of business you start, especially with salons or at-home businesses, we do it all. We do it all. So it's a phenomenal opportunity to really get people some money. And, 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 and we guarantee, the, 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 the nonprofit guarantees a minimum of $100,000. We will get you $100,000 by the hook or by the crook. And then you can come back and get more. You can get a million dollars. But the, the $100,000 is, um, is a guaranteed minimum. That's an easy thing for them to do. So I'm excited, and I really need to tell everybody about this. Y'all start a business, like Madam C.J. Walker and, 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 and Ms. Marlowe, who's on here. You start from yes. the ground up. Start from the ground up. We do equipment funding. If you need equipment or you need a merchant, we do have the whole thing, Carrie, and, and Ms. B. So it's so vitally important that this information gets out. It really is. Wow. I have a question. Yeah. I'm, I'm, forgive me if I sound like, okay, I'm trying to wake up, because you have just really blown me away with all of this information. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I wanted to know, you get them the funding, and it mm-hmm. says there are no minimum credit scores required. What about right. payback? Uh, how do they pay it back if they are just starting up? Well, by the time you finish your business plan, as you know, you're going to know your market, your competitors. You're going to know your projections. So your projections are what is one thing, okay, you have a business. How much am I going to make? How much do I need to spend to get the salon, lease, the equipment? And how, based upon where I am, how many customers? Do I have a following? Do I need marketing? So you answer all of these questions by the time you finish, you know how much money you're going to make, and then this is how much money I have to pay on the loan. A lot of, or equity. If you have equity, you don't have to pay it back. If you need a partnership, you need a partnership. But if it's a loan, a lot of the loans you don't pay back until a year. You, don't, you, you have a year to get yourself going. There's been a laxing of credit and a laxing of, um, you know, credentials and requirements as of late to help help us, you know, get going. Plus, you still have the lessons and the course to go through. It's free. You can still, there are other, other parts of it. You can learn about marketing and things of that nature. You have UBC. We have things that we're doing. We have a, a, a retail platform we're rolling out and some other stuff. But it's about getting the word out. Once you get the word out and you have like, okay, I have 20, 30 clients a week or a day. And, I, and in you're in that, and you have your QuickBooks, and in that you put money aside, like you pay all your other bills. And from a year from now or 90 days or uh, six months, you start paying on that loan. This is your money. You have, you know, the back. And, um, and then you have a mentor who is, you know, someone there that you talk to. 
and you talk to and they help you. And it just doesn't stop after four weeks. So if you have yeah. issues, you come back, you take more classes. And um, because we're at, we're at ground zero as far as business, you know, we need a lot of uh, hand-holding. And, and we need the right attitude. I've had a couple people that have dropped out. It's been disappointing for me because, you know, you, wanna, you don't have anything. It, 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 it's work. You have to think. You know, think, think of what, what our ancestors did before. They worked for themselves. They had to, like, think, okay, this is how much money i got to pay. i got to pay the rent. i got to pay the phone. i got to pay this employee. Oh, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't have ten employees. I can only have three. So that means I have to, you know, work maybe 14 hours a day. But it's, it's great. I mean, I prefer to work 14 hours a day doing something I'm building versus building someone else's strength. <laughs> you know, and then you have the insurance. And then it teaches you, but we teach you about insurance because these days you have to have key man insurance because of the COVID, people are dying. But insurance is not just for death. Insurance is for wealth and, and legacy building. There's insurance that you can say, I'm taking this and I'm going to put it into an annuity. And you have something to borrow against. It's, it's right. about building wealth and opening our minds up to something that we've never considered. We don't have to live from hand to mouth. We could take $5 and put it in something. And, and, and after a while, you got something that can pay you extra money to go on a vacation or a holiday where you don't, um, you, know, you know, you can relax. Because a lot of black people, we die of stress, heart disease, all that. Why? Because we don't have money. We don't have money. We go out and buy Nikes. We go out and buy Gucci. We go out and buy Theo Gucci. We go out and buy everybody's brand. Who's having? We're creating them second and third and fourth, fourth homes in the Hamptons and Paris, and we're still mm-hmm. living in the hood. You know, That's watching right. reality shows. Oh, I wish I was this. Oh, yeah, she's doing it. You know, come on. We have to. It's a paradigm shift that has to happen. If it can't happen now, it's never going to happen. Exactly. If it can't happen now with COVID and and and, and all the oh. riots and all the stuff that's happening out here. Girl, please, we have to create our own way. We don't know what's going to happen after this election. You don't know. If we addressed our business and took, and took care of our business, it wouldn't matter who got in. Because then mm-hmm. we're business people. We're part of something different. Mm-hmm. And then we determine who we want to support. And that's the paradigm shift. Newt Gingrich, who's a Republican, said that many years ago. He said if the African-American community took care of business, it wouldn't matter who was in office. And this is why rich people mm-hmm. don't care. And we uh, Now, that, that I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really have to really get to basics. And it just means studying that this is an online course, and you take it, you know, some people are working, so you can take it at night. You can take it as you please. You can take it as you please, and you, you'll check in with your mentor once a week. And then after that, they worked with you. They said, okay, Peggy, like I'm, I'm getting funding myself. So they evaluate all my assets, everything that I have, if I have any assets, if I have intellectual properties and things like that, how much cash flow I have. Some people don't have cash flow. They even have an opportunity fund to help you create cash flow because that's what lenders look at. So if you don't, a lot of people have been hit and don't have enough cash flow. So you create, you have to use to create cash flow. Now, for you to build your credit, we have a small, do you know you can get funding off an EIN number, your business? You don't have to use your credit. You can get funding hey. off of EIN numbers. 
So these are the minute, things that we repeat that. Repeat <laughs> that. No, seriously, because you, I know you said it, but a lot of people don't even understand the importance of that number. Um, if you could just go into a little bit more detail about your EIN number and how you can actually use it as collateral for certain things. Yes, yes. Your EIN number is sort of like your business your business number that you get is like your Social Security number, but it's for your business. It identifies your business, whether it's a corporation or LLC or a partnership or what have you. But that EIN number, you can utilize that to get funding because you can use your business entity. You have your, your personal credit and you have your business credit and your FICO score. When you've done a Bradstreet number, that stuff is different. You can have shitty uh, personal credit and still get funding off of, off of your EIN number. You can rent, you can lease cars. You can do all of that, and it can be written off. You don't have to pay for it at the end. And that's why, and, and see, that's the beauty. That's why you have rich people who are saying, okay, they write, off, write, it, write everything off. You're talking about um, the president's taxes. Well, all rich people, people have money. When you do, when the CPA does your taxes, the thing is for you not to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. You, that's the way it goes. So you pay the least amount of taxes possible. So that's a that's people need to get their mind on reality and stop being a fantasy of what the mainstream media is telling you, and just think about, okay, the reality of business is that you don't want to pay a lot of taxes. I mean, I you know my CPA, I have a wonderful CPA, and um, she just. She just, they're really good. They're really good at saying, okay, you earned this and you want to pay. You want to keep as much money as possible You want to, because you need that money. You don't want to give it away. Give it away to who? What are they doing with it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we yeah. don't know that they're paying school this or that and that. Do they tell you when you pay the That's taxes? Right. No. You're already paying taxes on food, clothing. Some people are exempt. But you, we pay, t- everything is already heavily taxed. So, exactly. so once you understand business and money, just generally, and that's why we need to start from pre-K. We have courses for kids, pre-K, on business and money. So we need to start teaching our children about mm. money mm-hmm. from an early totally, age. Totally. Absolutely, Peggy D. Um, I just want to just jump on in on that. You know, a lot of folks, you talked about the EIN, the, uh, the employee identification number. Um, and mm-hmm. you you explained it, I think, quite uh, you know accurately. And just to remind folks out there that um, you know these there's some basic business principles that we should understand. And one of which, uh, to me, is in um, you know folks a lot of I think a lot of folks don't understand that these businesses taxes it's not a dirty word. And it's not something we have to be so fearful of. However, Mm -hmm. now with that being said, I want to make it clear that the reason that you have all of these business entities is for tax shielding. That's what they all are all about. That's why you have Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks don't really get that. Um, Mm -hmm. That really determines the type of entity you will be. That's mm-hmm. what goes into your decision making when you decide mm-hmm. to create exactly. a business. Yep. Some folks are yep. concerned about mm-hmm. pass through taxes. Some folks are, are concerned about 
uh, not having their personal assets, ex, you know, uh, with the potentiality of, of, of being sued and penetrating that shield. It's all about shielding of taxes. What exactly. it is, and it's not dirty words, it's not some hidden secret. That's what it's all about. Whether you're a C mm-hmm. corporation, whether you're an uh, you decide on how much exposure you wish to have, and that's what drives your or should drive your decision making when you decide what kind of entity you wish to be, and when you form your business. And so exactly. I, I'm out of then, finance. Yes, Peggy, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then from there, the money you save from your taxes, you can eat and put if you have hundreds of millions, that's a hypothetical, but that's when you start your nonprofit. People started start the nonprofits before the for-profits. And I said, you need to start your for-profit and then start your mm-hmm. nonprofit because then that exactly. money flows through and then, you you know, then you're, then that, that you're, you're saving even more money. But then you, with the for-profit, with the taxes, you take that money that you invest in. You can invest it in, well, right now, gold or commodities. Or you take that extra money and it creates a nest egg for you, or you put it into annuities, which will grow for you, or some kind exactly. of things on the stock market. You know, you have exactly. that's how you save money on taxes. You take it and you invest it. That's creating wealth. It's not you can mm-hmm. be rich. Rich is rich means you have some money. You spend and go out and buy expensive cars. When that car, the Maserati drives off that lot, it depreciates unless it's a classic mm-hmm. car. You know, mm-hmm. so we have a tendency. To, to buy shiny things which have no value <laughs> when you use mm-hmm. them. You well, know, there's been a and, lot of talk and, in and, recent days about shiny stuff in the black community. Now, I want to tell the folks, uh, speaking of finance, you know, if you guys out there, a lot of you, you know, should understand um, when it comes to investing, if you're an LTI, um, you know, we call it long-term investors. These are folks who have these huge, um, you know, you have retirement accounts, you talk about annuities, you talk about having monies set aside for future, mm-hmm. for access in the future. Um, and those are usually, that's usually 401ks, you know, again, retirement accounts, those are for the long-term planners. You're not necessarily going on the whim of the market from day to day. You know, you're in it for the long right. haul. And and mm-hmm. that is one type of an investor. And then the others, um, you know, short-term investors, folks who are looking to, you know, buy a 1,000 shares of this or even 100 shares or two shares or whatever uh, and make a quick dollar, if you will. The stock market is one of the few places, one of the few, where you can actually become rich. The other, of course, That's investing true. in yourself education-wise. But the stock mm-hmm. market is That's truly one of the few places that you can become rich. And it doesn't and even take – go ahead, Peggy. I'm sorry. You know I go in when it comes to investments. No, go this ahead. This is my go will house. Y'all go ahead. But no, yeah, this is a very important – this is, this is the most critical topic that I think that we can deal with right now, but there has to be a paradigm shift with us as a community. Yes. Communities, we have to begin to think about how our ancestors – and uh, but look, let's say Black Wall Street. How we thought when Black Wall Street was around, we had right, black businesses, right. black hairdressers, salons, grocery stores, dressers. We have to begin to think like that again. We have to begin. It is imperative that yeah. we do that. It is. It is critical. We're in critical. We're, we're in a critical. We're in a critical state right now. We have to 
stop fighting each other and talking about this one and talking about that one and, and watching all these low-grade TV shows that really depict us, depict us in the lowest light that can be possible. They, they're still doing it, and there's not many. Look at, look at television. It's, what's on there is on TV today. That's one of the reasons well, that's why I'm why, here. Yes. And I wanted to turn right to television. I'm so glad because that was the perfect segue. That's exactly what I wanted to lead back into. And, Peggy, one of your recent appearances on the Hair Radio Morning Show, which uh, I've always listened to, and I love this part of that interview that you did. I'm going to try to get it on again for our listeners, uh, perhaps in the last hour or so of the program. If not, we'll do tomorrow. But I just wanted uh, – it bears to, to repeat uh, – it really it talks, and you kind of alluded to it earlier on today's show, where you talked about the narratives that are out there, uh, and this one particular narrative that we are not uh, able to control what's being said about uh, our community. And for me, I totally agree with that. The other part that you mentioned before was that uh, and it still rings in my head, and I love what you say, and everything that you've said has been on point this morning. I'm just, I have to just tip my hat to you. I've loved everything you had to say. Um, the, the aspects, the, the, the underlying factor with uh, the, the discourse that's out there, that's put out there for us, doesn't change much. Yes, you mentioned that we had more and more people of color in front of the cameras in that interview. However, the narrative is not really changing. And that is because mm -hmm. we are not the owners, most of those uh, media companies where these messages are promulgated are owned by folks who don't look like you or me. So that's one of the exactly. main reasons why we are exactly. caught in this spiral of of uh things that just you know these you know have have and miss b i'm sure you can relate as well have you ever kind of had you you know you watch these tv shows and they're so far removed from the reality of black folks lives until it's almost like they're cartoon images of our people like, I, I watched, there's a show on, I'm not going to say which network, but it's a judge show, and every week you have, and I'm happy to see a black woman lead. Believe me, that's one small part of it. That's important as well. But the other mm -hmm. part of what comes out of this lady's mouth is just cutter-type things that, um, in the reality, the, mm -hmm. the judicial system has a lot of flaws. And it is rare that you see anything uh, that's depicted as this program on network, broadcast network television depicts. Uh, and I just say to myself, good grief. Obviously, there's not a black person sitting at that table in the decision making. And even where, you know, I remember uh, where the gentleman was on our show, and I've talked about him because I just love him so much. The, uh, Eric Monty, who created, uh, who did the, you know, the Jeffersons and um, and all of, uh, all what was it, all in the family, and he created uh, the, with Norman Lear, he produced mm -hmm. that uh, 
those characters, you know, in Good Times and, and the Jeffersons and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Cooley High, he's known for that movie. And Eric, um, right. you know, was telling us in the interview that he did right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show when I came back to radio five years ago. And he said it himself, you know, uh, this is where the the folks at his network at that time – he ended up having to sue that network, and that was a whole other story we're not going to get into now, but it will be, make its way into my book. Um, this kind of thing, uh, where we just, you know, they wanted to have the control over how we were perceived. And believe it or not, no one really, I think, in my opinion, has considered the long-term effects of watching television images all the time. So in other words, remember that um, you guys might recall that that uh, little test that the lady did. I think it was the, the, the white lady who always goes out and talks about things. She's an amazing woman, and she talks about race and race relations. And she did that test with the blue-eyed little dolls and which, you know, black doll, white doll, and which doll would they, you know, choose and select and all this kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and several folks have done those kinds of things out there, but we don't know the long-term effect of watching television programs that are not really mm-hmm. clear about who we are and don't set up that kind of a reinforcement. We're looking at the the narratives that continue to pro, uh, promulgate these negative stereotypes until we ourselves have believed them or we they're kind of channeled into us and and then we go out and it becomes mm-hmm. this pattern of of problems and so it, um it, and it's true. we don't it's see true. those studies right what do you guys say so that's my platform well, I, this morning I, I, <laughs> I, I can i can chime in on this um because I've experienced it. I mean, the writer's wow. room, it goes all the way back to the writer's room. But, it, in fact, it's mm-hmm. called programming for a reason. That's why I, ah, my company wow. is Urban Lifestyle. Can, can you repeat that again, content. Peggy D? Programming. It's called programming for a reason. It's wow. called programming. When you say exactly. program, because it, it programs you. It is uh, exactly. one of the most powerful hypnotic psychological yeah uh, yes. things that you can see because you sit in front of a of a, of a screen now it's, it's it, it goes down to the, the phone now you sit in front of a screen and you watch stuff it actually has a psychological effect on you it's called programming it for a reason and for, and they exactly. tell you they tell you exactly what they're doing to you out front they would never hide yep. this we it's all yep. out front and yep. and and it's that's what it's called. That's why I, we, UBC is Urban Lifestyle Content. I create content. I don't program. I'm not into there programming. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. so programming is it, it, it creates a narrative, it creates an image of how we see ourselves, how they want us to see ourselves, and how others see us. And we go out and do those things. That's why rap music, Gangsta Rap, came out. It was very hard. And it was it was a low vibrational frequency, and it, it psychologically affects you. It makes you angry. It makes you want to go out and do things. And mm. it's all a part of it. It's very nuanced type of stuff. And I wanted to tell everybody too that all these magazines and radio and TV stations. My company is independent because we have a handful of independent, but they're owned by six companies. 
six That's companies right. own right. all radio stations, mm-hmm. TV stations, mm-hmm. well, magazines. Well, you know what, Peggy? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. It's and, and Peggy's right. Over 90% of media companies are owned by about, uh, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. say about 12 or 13 companies. But Peggy's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. They're limited. Yep. So if you can imagine that everything pretty much that we hear and see and it wouldn't be so bad. I'm listen, I don't care who owns what if if our images were going to be if we were going to be depicted at least fairly the way everybody else no. of the no. are. No, Perry, but that's Perry, not the Perry, case. Not we're not at those tables. It doesn't it doesn't benefit them. It doesn't benefit it's the powers that be as long as they can exactly. keep, think how powerful we are. And think how all the from Tiger Woods to Serena Woods, even under the oppression, we still rise, as Maya Angelou so, uh, says, and still I rise. I so rise. that's exactly. the fear, the the fear of our race, mm-hmm. the, uh, the fear that we're we're people are fearful of us. That's why when you see these major, tall, big, strong athletes, people want to either put us on the block. Sell us, or you know, it, it it really goes it goes way back. We can have a we can have hours of conversation about. Well, no, there is one program. other part to this. Yes, guys, there is another part to this, and that is that why is it that now we see where the corporations, the monopoly of the corporations in this regard? And I'll tell you why. It tracks back or traces back to the doing away with these uh, laws. There were laws that were put into place to protect us, the general public, against the monopolies of the media companies. And these were antitrust laws. And these laws were struck down in the last, Mm -hmm. they began striking them down in the last 25 years. And what you saw was this proliferation of this uh of these different companies before you couldn't even own two media companies in the same market you couldn't have two tv stations one company couldn't do that in say new york or whatever it was so they had all these mm-hmm. different laws because they we are uh, our founding fathers and all these lawmakers knew long time mm-hmm. ago that once these Corporations, once the media companies were able to take over, that's why they created those antitrust laws. They knew that Mm -hmm. if those companies were able to gain a real credible foothold, even in one market or whatever they were, you know, whichever market, we would be the the folks would be losing out. And boy, oh boy, did they nail it! They nailed it. But what happened? You mm-hmm. come up, you get these lobbyists, you get all these folks who are funding because they knew. And it was the companies were behind it, the corporations, because they are the ones to benefit. Yeah. So they really, yeah. they worked hand in hand to tear down these antitrust laws, which opened up mm-hmm. the floodgates for them to own multiple media companies mm-hmm. within the same market. And you are mm-hmm. overloaded, overloaded mm-hmm. with this same narratives, the same negative images. When you, from music, you see the same people who can't mm-hmm. sing if their lives depended on it. And it's uh-huh. almost mm-hmm. that they don't even have ears, but they don't care because they're pushing, they don't, we don't have the recourse, the power of, 
you know, we're not on totally different uh, economic land. So they can put out whatever message that they want. They could put a, a you know, a dog there singing and say, you're going to buy it because that's all we're going to give you. We have no say-so. Uh, or should I say, I don't want to completely say no say-so, but we have very, very little say-so because oh, no, we don't no. have, we have the no platform. Say-so. No, I'm sorry. You have well, no say-so. I don't mean to interrupt, but I've been very quiet. I just want to say, first off, uh, there is an agenda. Second, I agree with the term. Um, there's a reason why they call it programming. Oh, and yeah. third, <laughs> I, I heard you say about the higher frequency. There's another show we could talk about, the frequencies and how they uh, deliberately um, use those frequencies to influence us. But the power of mm-hmm. suggestion is the same thing as, oh, the commercials, and all of a sudden you pick up the phone dialing Domino's Pizza. And then exactly. the progr- then the programming is for two purposes on the global agenda. And I'm I'm going there since she brought it up. The global agenda is to dehumanize and devalue the presence of black people, people of color, mm-hmm. because we are the dominant race. If you look at, I, I have a program called the Black Credit Report. Everybody wants to say it's um, black history. No, it's not history. It's current. Give black people the credit for creating so many things and contributing to the global presence of so many developments and we have been downplayed by these programs they want the people of non-color to believe negatively about us then they want the people of color to believe what they're feeding us therefore power (laughs) has been wrapped up in a package saying well this is what i want you to believe there is a hindered agenda and it's spiritual. I'm not going to go there, but nothing happens by accident. It's on purpose, and it's planned. And when you come up with such things as how to empower us financially to do another Black Wall Street, whether one community at another, they're watching everything that somebody is trying to do. Remember in the scriptures it said, set mm-hmm. us free, and then we go back and put ourselves in bondage. They don't want us to be free. They don't want exactly. not want humans to be uh-huh. free from control, but the black race itself is dominant. They know it. But if they can keep us thinking negative about ourselves, the other people thinking negative about ourselves, then they're cool. It is I'm sorry to yes, say Yes, but it, it's easy to do that, it's Ms. True. It's true. It's easy it to do true. that, they to want... keep us thinking that way exactly. when they control the media. And that's the thing. And the only recourse that we have, and I think it was you, Peggy, who said it earlier, I believe, there is only one way around this, and that is because we actually have the power to change things. But that that change requires us to, right? Go ahead, Peggy. How would you characterize that? I was going to say that. I said, um, this has been going on for such a long time, but, you know, as I don't want to get too esoteric or biblical, but we're in biblical times right now where the reign of evil is ending as we see everything imploding right now because the, 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 it's, it's what, 
there was a antitrust lawsuit filed yesterday against Google. For the first time, they're oh, right. beginning to yeah. they want to begin okay. to break up these monopolies because they have too much power. Secondly, right. well, there have been other attempts uh, to do that, but this is the first one that looks like. Yeah, there's a veneer it's that's starting happen. to crack. It's, it's going to happen and, because yeah. people are being censured and, then they're and going unlocked after all and everything. Of them, Peggy. <laughs> they're going. They're going. They're, oh no, they're going. Yeah. Oh, the the landscape will change totally. Exactly. And I can unequivocally say this on radio that the social media companies that you love and adore track you and do everything. They're going. Their end. Their breakup is coming. Their breakup is coming, well, which was, right. which is, which is going to give us a more fairer and fear online presence because of people like myself who are out there fighting. Um, that's one of the reasons why I am independent because I have, I know I have deals with Verizon. We're going to sling TV, Broku. I deal with every last Comcast. They know me. I know them because I've worked with them, but I'm still an independent company because I don't want their money in my company because mm-hmm. once that happens, on. then they take over. Oh they my did it with TV God. one. They did it with BET, and then they began to whitewash you and change your programming grid and everything that you're all oh, about, and I refuse to sell out. I refuse to sell out. And now what's happening is that the technology is, the, is, the, is leveling the playing field. Um, I was talking to Bob Johnson many years ago, and he was saying, well, it's going to take you a billion dollars to do another network. I don't want to do a cable network because it's so expensive. It, it you cost two or three hundred thousand dollars a month just for satellite time. When I can stream, see now the streaming companies are coming out. I can be as equal to any network now and be on all platforms and still get monetized, which is what my company is beginning to do now. It takes a while to do it, but now yes. every every yes. company, every cable company now is coming to the digital. They they have it's mandated yes. that they have to be digital. They have to be yeah. well, if that's right, if you're a broadcast, dollars. that's right. Uh, Peggy has hit it on the head with that. And let me just kind of, you know, uh, I, I've got to bring everybody up to date. If you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It's our show number 504-504. It's Wednesday, October 21st, 2020, and we're live. And um, I've got to say I'm joined on the air my two uh, incredibly dynamic women, of course, my amazing new co-host, uh, the irrepressible Ms. B, who is just <laughs> ready and chomping at the bit. I'm just so happy to have you on board with us, Ms. B, uh, helping us to hold it down each day and being a business entrepreneur in your own right uh, is fantastic. And then um, I, I don't know what else I can say about uh, UBC TV CEO. Peggy Dotson, who, uh, Peggy, you come prepared to the table. Uh, You really do. And you have nailed it on so many different levels uh, this morning for our audience. I live it, Terry. I live it. it I live it every day. You live it. Wow. From the sexism to the racism to to everything. Everything. Sexism, racism, all the stuff. Wow. Well, I have to say, you know, and and I've got to say, you know, I'm in New York City. You're in New York, Peggy. Um, you know, Miss mm-hmm. B, you're in Virginia. But Peggy, now you started out. We're going to go back a little bit. I'm going to do a Barbara Walters on you this time. 
Now you started oh, out. What, <laughs> me, yes, oh, we're me, going me. in, Peggy. <laughs> we're going in, Peggy D. <laughs> you know, I learned from the best, I tell you. But what I love about this is that you started out in Arkansas. And, and and you mentioned about mm-hmm. being from the South. I heard you now. I was listening very yeah. attentively. So mm-hmm. how did you get from Arkansas to the big city? How did you do that? Um, through theater, my, my other me, which I don't talk about much, which will come to fruition next year, I'm a professional singer. So um, I'm, I sing jazz, R&B. I sing with Lisa Fisher. I Luther, grew up around Luther Vandross, Shaka Khan. That's my other, my other me is I'm a musician. I sing. I play multiple instruments. Actually, I've How heard I Peggy's voice is amazing. Peggy, when are you going to sing <laughs> on the show for us? We'd love that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's early. One you know, day we wake up early. The singer's voice, we get yes. croak voice in the, in the morning when we have to warm up. Just like with Chaka, Chaka warms up by in an hour. Chaka warms up, and then she sings for three hours later. But she's she's I That's love Chaka right. son. She's an she's iconic, like legendary. But I I've I've learned from the best. But yeah, um, you know, um, I got from Arkansas to um, New York, um, by a theater trip. I uh, make a long story short, the the Ross family is related to me, Don Ross, and and I have Jerome Ross, my cousin, worked at Motown, and. We would go to Detroit da, 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 every year to, you know, see the Ross family. And my mother actually, uh, we're also related to Franklin. That's another story. My my mother's side, my mother's from up that up that way. My daddy's from uh, Alabama and down south in Arkansas. So they met in two dynamic individuals. But uh, I um, ended up getting uh, going to University of Arkansas in Fayetteville uh, on scholarship, vocal scholarship, music scholarships. I was actually that on scholarship from singing and uh we we uh at the time i had landed um uh played mary magdalene the whiz but i had landed jesus christ um the whiz i was playing dorothy wow. at the time and we took a theater trip to to new york and um and i just fell in love with new york i fell in love with new york and we were all behind the scenes on broadway and all of that and i was saying and donna ross was actually here at the time at Astoria Studios filming The Wiz. In Queens. And I said, Queens, I'm here in Queens. Mm-hmm. In That's Queens, right. New York. And I said, I want to meet Donna Ross. I have to meet Donna Ross. I'm playing The Wiz, Dorothy. She's filming Dorothy. It's 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 made in heaven. And I don't and know I think what you met happened. The, but I, didn't you meet Nitsy Russell also, the scarecrow, I think? Yes, I did. Was I it did. Nipsey I did. Or, I, yes, got a, right. I didn't know where I was going, but um, I got the opportunity uh, through the hookup that we had to go to Astoria uh, Studios in Astoria, Queens. And uh, one of my friends came with me because I didn't know where the heck I was going. I'm the first time in New York. I didn't know where I was going. got on the train, the E-train, or wherever. And we went to the studio, and she had to stay outside. She couldn't come in because the bodyguard was out there. So I went in, and, and, and they had just wrapped up. I met Nipsey Russell, and Michael had just left. I just missed Michael. Wow. And um, Sidney Lamont, the, the director, was there yes, talking that's to the Diana. Yeah, the famous director. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he was there. I met him because my middle name is Diane. So her, and they called Diana Ross Diane. So it was like she was my idol growing up, the Supremes, everything. So I was just like, <gasps> and so we we had this talk. I was, I think I had been to a trance after, when I was me. I don't remember a thing, but I remember introducing myself, talking to her. 
talking about Detroit, talking about my family and stuff like that. And, and then, um, and then, you know, it, it, then she had to wrap and then we had to go, but I was like on a cloud. I didn't even think to get her number, do anything these days when you network, Oh, can I have, you know, you know, I was just like, Oh my God. But that made me decide that I am moving to New York. If I said, I'm going to come to New York and meet Donna Ross the first time. Then well, it's I've got to tell here. you, Peggy, we are just loving this chat this morning. We're going to, and we've got you for a little bit uh, longer today. So, what we're going to do is take a quick commercial break. Going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, when we come back, I want you to tell everybody about what's next for UBC TV and uh, more of the secrets you've got in that treasure trove of uh, all of your experience in the hair and, uh, in, the, in the entrepreneurial world and all that wonderful good stuff and broadcasting. So um, okay. we're going to go ahead and uh, and we've got a little surprise for you, Miss Peggy D. A lot more to go uh, with Ms. B and me. I'm Carrie Hines and our guest today, the irrepressible Miss Peggy Dodson. Stay with us. We've got a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. We're real happy to have you on board with us. All right. As women, it seems like we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, and that weight is directly balanced between your two feet. And with this balancing act, who do you think is suffering? It's not the kids. It's your feet. While running errands, paying bills, or dodging traffic, you could be ruining your feet. Wearing the wrong shoes for the wrong period of time can cause more damage than you think. Hammer toe and bunions are the leading deformities in black women, and Dr. Yolanda Raglan is the first black and only female podiatrist with practices dedicated solely to the correction of these type of deformities. So let this black girl do some magic and fix your feet. For more information, visit FixYourFeet.com, providing medically necessary surgery with a cosmetic result. All right, we're back live, and we have got some great things uh, going on this morning. As I mentioned to Peggy, uh, we have a little bit of a surprise. She had mentioned uh, that she just loves uh, Diana Ross, and on her trip to New York City, uh, she just connected with this amazing artist. And it's rare that we really play Diana Ross on this show. But this is our little thank you to Miss Peggy Dotson. We've got a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go with Miss B and me and our guest today. Here's Diana Ross. Yeah. 
All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and I just got to say, first, let me just get everybody back to the line this morning uh, on this all-new broadcast. Uh, it is our show number 504. It's Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. We are live. We are live. It's about it's going on quarter after 8 here in New York, uh, about 7.15 Central Time Zone. My guest, and I should say our guest today, because Miss B is joining me right here live on the air as our brand new co-host, newly minted co-host of the broadcast, and <laughs> our wonderful, wonderful contributor, uh, because you're really, Peggy Dotson, you're more than uh, a guest, uh, you know, and a guest co-host, you really are. You are a regular contributor to the broadcast. You've been with us many times. You have helped to inspire folks right here, right here on the show. So I just want to, again, welcome you to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. And just you're doing a, a bang-up job this morning. You really are. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Yes. And my next question for Peggy Dotson this morning on the broadcast. Peggy, I have to say, in folks, in case folks just kind of joining us a little bit now, can you please remind everybody about the financial opportunities that you talked about with this loan business? So please kind of, you know, get into the financial uh, details again, just for those folks who are just tuning in. Definitely, definitely, because I think that's very important. Um, well, my company, UBC TV Network, has a division that is called UBC Small Business Network, and we are rolling out a channel just for small business and people of color and all that. But I partnered with a company, uh, Small Business Alliance, and um, what what we're doing now is the market is opening up for funding. We're starting a program. It's called Access to Capital. Access to capital is no upfront, no anything, and it, we also not only get you funding, but you take a financial literacy class with it because the issue and the problem that we've had, one has been access to capital for to start a business. The other has been the financial knowledge um, to run a business. I mean, innately, you know, it, there are many different facets to run a to running a business and making sure it's profitable, or at least breaking even and making money. And and then the knowledge of just knowing about finance and money. And so we're combining both of those things together. And it's an online course. 
Um, we have some in-person things that we'll be doing once everything is the COVID opens up and things like that. But uh, right now it's online. You take it as you please, and you, you receive a mentor that will help you implement from whatever uh, course the, uh, the workshop is four weeks in total. And your first course, second, third, you have someone there that will talk to you every week about, okay, did you understand the course? How are you going to implement it? And then you have a something called a live plan. You will start building your funding package, whether it's debt or equity. Uh, and um, so it's, it's, you know, it's really a wonderful thing. Uh, it's pre, uh, pre-startup, startups, and existing businesses because existing businesses may need capital. Uh, right now, a lot of businesses are hurting, and this is not PPP money. It's not determining on Nancy Pelosi or Trump or anybody. This is existing funds that doesn't have anything to do with any fight in Washington. We are, we are SBA approved, uh, the curriculum, and F, uh, FDIC approved. So we're, we're, we're approved by and supported by those organizations. And uh, it's an award-winning curriculum. It's, uh, so I want everybody, and I didn't let anyone know, I got so wrapped up in the talking about how you can get started. So uh, I'm going to give you an email address, and you can contact me directly. And um, I would, I have a tendency to want to talk to everybody just for five minutes or two minutes to let you know that it's a commitment. If you're going to be committed, commitment, committing to working 14 hours a week for somebody else, you need to be committed to working that 14 hours a week for yourself. Even if you're working a job or have a, a at-home business, uh, we fund everything. So whether you're a designer, you have a salon, you have a product that you want. I have the sister who has a clothing line, and she's launching. I have one guy who's doing a recording studio. Uh, he's getting funding. He's going through it. So we do do creative projects. We do real estate as well. So go to info, I-N-F-O, at U-B-C, smallbusinessnetwork.com. That's info at U Urban Broadcasting Company, UBC, small business, spelled out, network.com, UBC, small business network.com. Send me an email. I do have a phone number, but I prefer for you to send me an email because I need your name, your phone number, your email address. And uh, then from there, I'll take it from there. We're just asking you a couple more questions, and I'll get you registered, and you'll, you'll receive a DocuSign, and you'll read that. Read it completely. We have a tendency not to read things. We just want to glance over it. Be detail-oriented. Start with that. Read it completely. Sign it. And when it's uh, countersigned by Mr. Thomas Montgomery, you receive your onboarding um, document and, um, you know, get started. Just It's that simple. You know, you can be the well, change I'm that you want to be. Absolutely. Just do it. Now, Me, I, just I do have it. to say, uh, in addition to that uh, email uh, to contact Peggy D, uh, Peggy Dotson, uh, the great news is, and this is a reminder to all of our fans, all of the listeners of the uh, All New Hair Radio Morning Show, and that is that we have um, the uh, official contact and follow-up uh, to our guests and our co-hosts. 
So uh, if you have not downloaded, it's a free app, totally free, doesn't cost a dime, and it is available for Android users in the Google Play Store. It's called Salon TV Network, so it's very easy to search Salon TV Network. Very simple. Download it, and one of the icons there allows for you to uh, send a message to uh, one of our guests or any of our guests or all of our guests, whatever. Uh, it allows for you to contact us directly. And so when we receive those messages here through the backside of that app, we will connect you with those guests. So, again, download the Salon TV Network app. And, of course, you can do a whole bunch of other stuff like listening to the shows and uh, play back the shows and so many other things that are available on the Salon TV Network app. So I just want to say, now, Peggy, since uh, before we close out, I do want you, this is the first time that we're doing this, and I'm so happy to have you, too. I think it will be the perfect way to kind of wind it down this morning with you, and that is uh, to have you take part in something called Let Your Spirit Soar. And mm. this is a segment It's called Let Your Spirit Spirit Soar. Mm. And so I'm going to have this mm. to tell you all about it, and uh, we're going to get you to participate. So uh, usually once we uh, we give the – and it's going to tell you what it's all about, and we'll talk about it on the other side, and then Miss B and myself will okay. we'll see you in, okay? So this is going to be okay. awesome. So I'm very, very the Let Your Spirit Source segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app, and we'll get it featured on the air live. live and I have to say the Letter Spirit Store segment again like the piece said it's where we get an opportunity to really inspire folks each morning and this is the first time that we've ever had a guest to join in with us uh, for the Letter Spirit Store segment so today's quote and I, I'm you know we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get it on out and then I'm gonna ask for you guys opinion on it and Ms. B has – I never share in advance what this quote is going to be or the inspirational Mm-mm. words, but today uh, these inspirational words were joined by Peggy Dawson, so we'll get her to weigh in first as our guest today. Uh, it goes like this. It says, some people dream of success while others get up every morning and work to make it happen. So that quote, uh, those inspirational words, some people dream of success while other people get up every morning and make it happen. Peggy Dotson, what goes through your mind? What goes through my mind is <laughs> that's what I do every day. <laughs> get up and make it wow. happen. It's the difference between we all have to dream because every great product, service, vision has come to us in a dream. 
you know, because I think the almighty creator talks to us every day and in our sleep because I'm a, I'm a witness to that of, of, of the power of God and the love. Um, but God always tells you also is that, you know, I can give you the dream, but you got to make it manifest. You cannot just continue to dream. You have to make it real. And that's what it is. You have to live it and breathe it and be it. That's my interpretation to that. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. And Ms. B, what goes through your mind, Ms. B, when you hear that some people dream of success while other people get up every morning and make it happen? Well, you know, I stand in agreement with what um, she just said, but I want to piggyback on it. You know, some people dream every day and get up and make it happen. You have to activate the dreams to create the success. So just dreaming alone is wish upon a star. But dreaming with action creates that success that, is waiting for all of us to walk into. And like she said, you know, he gives us the dream, but dreaming without action is just a vision that you don't realize is really your life's mission, and he will give you the provision. A lot of people stop at the dream, wish upon a star, because they negate the possibility of it happening. I don't have the right skills. I don't have the money. It's not the right time. I'm too old, I'm too young. They have all types of excuses. But that dream is really a vision waiting for you to move into it. People who wake up every day wanting to succeed, they're still dreaming. The dream that they had last night is over. They're working on that. So now they're dreaming for the next step. My take on that is, Again, a dream without action is a vision that you're denying that the Father has given you. And unless you take action to it, you'll never see the success that's waiting for you. The only failure is the failure to try. Once you try, there are different levels of success. So the dream is the beginning of success. Well, what you do with it is a choice. Amen. All right. All right. And for me, (laughs) (laughs) yes, and for me, when I hear those words um, that uh, some people dream of success while other people get up every morning and make it happen, it seems like those words, um, like you said earlier, uh, living those words, um, I live in success. That's a phrase I coined because that's exactly what we do. We get up every day and we make it happen. Uh, you don't feel like it some days. It's a challenge. There are many other things that can, you know, I think it was something that you also said, Ms. B, about, uh, you know, dreaming. And to me, if you, it starts with a dream, yes. And as you said, you have to take the action and execute that. But if you just dream and only dream, then you're going to end up with a nightmare because Mm. dreaming alone (laughs) won't get you anywhere. So how to turn that dream into a positive reality is, of course, to take the steps necessary. So that's um, that's my take on it. 
So I hope, Peggy D, you have just been extraordinary this morning. Uh, What's next for yeah, Peggy D and UBC? I just, I just, I have to come back. I have to come back more often because uh, there's so much going yeah. on in the world, and I just, I just love Miss B. She's just, uh, I love that name, Miss oh, B. Oh, Miss B. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yes. Oh, Miss B. Okay, I love it. And the B is for beautiful. Just doing a great job. Oh, I'm yeah. loving and you both. And the Before you leave, I just have to say, Peggy, I am busting the rules, but I'm not um, denying. I really would love to have you uh, on my show to be interviewed. Oh, now you, on know, oh, now you know you are. I know I did not just hear Miss B. <laughs> Go I in for but, now you know Miss B. I'm going. We're going to give you uh, several slaps on the back of that wrist. <laughs> no, um, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, we all we, have to. We all have to spread the word. And vice yes, versa. Yes, I mean, will. Carrie and I are just Carrie and I are just like uh, we have plans for the salon network and UBC yeah. uh, shopping and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And and I'm going to have him on and. And you know, I would I would be honored, Miss B. I would be honored. I would yeah. be honored. And you know, it's well. It's we're going to talk about that. You know, we're going to talk about that outside of our no broadcast no, this so morning. I apologize. I apologize. It's a no-no. Well, but that's I'm so okay excited. because well, what I'm loving is that I hear Peggy, you did an awesome job, and you see, yes. we got you some booking. So, Miss Peggy D, we just appreciate <laughs> you. We adore you. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. We love you, BCTV. And what is is Please there a website? <laughs> yes, yes, is there a yes. website we can send I mean, folks to? There, there are so many things getting ready to happen with my platform right now. We're, we're, I feel like we're going to sling TV and all that. But go sign up at www.ubctvnetwork.com. You can become a member for free. Sign up membership because we're getting ready to have some contests. We're getting ready to give away some stuff. Because in November, we're going diesel. We are going, we're going to, like Carrie, we're doing some stuff with Carrie. We have an app and all that kind of stuff, but we have some great content, uh, all original mm. content, all original. We do um, uh, music, fashion, we have a cannabis channel, we have food, we have, a, we have some new shows coming, we have all types of things, health and wellness, and um, so just you know, um, you know, support us because we're growing, and um, we need to all support one another. I support Carrie, I love it. and uh, love he supports it. me. We've known each other, but we, as a community, need to begin to support each yes. other, especially the independent, yes. the independent yes. podcast, radio, TV. There's not many of us yes. out here in the exactly. whole industry. Carrie, I, and maybe a handful of others are, are the few black-owned. Media company doing There's it up, many doing them. it up. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yep. Well, so I have Carrie, to say, Peggy, I'm your fan. I'm your fan. Oh, back at, you. awesome. <laughs> back at you. And I'll tell I just you love something. and adore you. Oh, back at you, Peggy. I just I have to say, you mentioned, uh, you know, being out in Detroit and being uh, related, um, even you know, connecting with Aretha Franklin. Why don't we end mm-hmm. out on that? Uh, now, we've got a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go still this morning, so we want you guys to stay with us. But I'm going to put on the amazing Miss Aretha Franklin. We'll see you back on the other side. It's about five minutes, so stay with us, folks. Peggy, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You, 
Bye, oh, there you go. Thank All you. Right. Bye, Miss B. Miss B. Bye, baby girl. Yeah. All bye, right. me, Miss B. <laughs> All right, folks, keep it here for more of the Hair Radio Morning Show. Miss Aretha Franklin.
All right, we're back live. You're listening to the All New Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It's Wednesday morning. It is October 21st of 2020, and we are so excited to have you guys with us on the show today. Now, right now we have, uh, this is where I really wanted to just get in this wonderful, wonderful piece. Uh, You guys remember we have played this from time to time on the amazing Madam C.J. Walker. We'll be back uh, on the other side. Stay with us. One in a Million, the history of Madam C.J. Walker and her entrepreneurial legacy. Not even her poor and difficult beginnings stymied Madam Walker's road to greatness. Born December 23, 1867, roughly two years after the alleged emancipation of her race, she was an orphan at seven, a wife at 14, a mother at 17, and a widow by 20. The woman who would become known as the first self-made female millionaire and the greatest benefactress of her race, was born the daughter of Owen and Minerva Breedlove, poor ex-slaves living on a cotton farm in Louisiana. They named their special little girl Sarah Breedlove. 